0: Five, four, three, two, one Wendy Bell. Inspiring solutions to save America. One show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow, make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump's 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm gonna tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
1: Welcome back. Hour two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted as always that you have stumbled upon this show and then many of you keep coming back for more. Hey, share it with a friend of yours because that is how we take over with common sense conservatism. And uh, as a mom, I am honored to be here to share my views of this country because I think you guys have the same ones. I heard about this yesterday. This, This guy who's a state lawmaker in Tennessee refusing to lead the house in the pledge of allegiance there are certain norms like having sex in a senate office building recording it what what happened to people where is the decency where is the self-respect where is the tradition the traditional family values, which are solid and they are time-honored, they've been tested and they are successful. You ever wonder why Asian families are so successful? They don't get divorced. Moms and dads stick it out. Is marriage perfect? Of course not. But we live in this illusion now of a disposable everything. Get pregnant, abort the child. Don't like your husband after a few weeks? Get a divorce. And what do you do? You chase your tail, constantly looking for whatever is that brighter side of the fence because you've seen it on Facebook, right? This guy, Justin Jones, he's made headlines before. He was almost booted from the Tennessee house. Part of the antics in fighting for gun control, right? Alleging that babies were being killed because too many people out there have guns. Well, I'd love to fact check Mr. Jones on that little tidbit and say it's funny. Because those of us who are licensed to carry, who are licensed to conceal carry, who belong to gun clubs, so we can stay proficient on the range... Aren't the worries you have, my man. It's the thugs, the criminals, gangbangers, drug dealers, 'er ne'er-do-wells miscreants who don't follow the rules. So nice try. He's already got one strike against him. This one, I'm done. If you don't like this country, you don't think you can stand... And put your hand over your heart, Mr. Jones. Get the hell out. You are not welcome anymore. Here's the story from WSMV News. It's a report that I think summarizes effectively exactly how I feel.
0: And tonight, Representative Justin Jones says he will not step down. He started the House session but chose not to lead the Pledge of Allegiance. Some Republicans That's say he should resign resistance. because of it. That is an embarrassment to, to veterans and to people who have come before us. That's a disgrace what you
1: saw. There. That's a disgrace what you saw there. That's exactly what the disgrace is. So why, why is he alleging that he's not going, to, not going to lead lawmakers in the pledge? Let's get there. Jones of Nashville refused to lead the pledge after introducing the House's minister of the day who led the prayer in her Native American language. It's customary for whomever brings the minister of the day to lead the House in prayer to then go ahead and lead in the Pledge of Allegiance. Jones didn't want to do it, declined when he was asked. It was a move that obviously didn't sit well with people. This is how he he responded to it. I declined to lead the Pledge of Allegiance with my Republican colleagues who have attacked, quote, liberty and justice for all when it comes to the people of our state and continue to support a man for president who incited an insurrection against our nation. My man. Do you not see that we're doing stuff here? Are you honestly going to play that card? This is what you're going to do. I will not stand in the same room with Republicans who has continued to support a man who incited an insurrection. Sit down, you low information schmuck. How dare you waste our time? How dare you make us look like an embarrassment on the world stage? Can't even get up. To pledge allegiance To the greatest place on planet Earth. But I told you in the beginning there were, this is reason 451, why blue states suck. And there's more to this. Not about this cat. How about this? Justthenews.com. We have crime rates that are out of control. We have blue cities and states falling over themselves as virtue signaling wokesters sanctuary here, come. And then when everything goes to hell in a handbasket, we don't know what to do. Let's just take everything away from the people who are here, who are Americans, who pay taxes, who rely on us. Let's screw them over and give everything they have to all of these strangers who do nothing. Excellent. States file brief and lawsuit to force the VA to cover gender-affirming surgery. I just want you to pay attention to this, okay? This is, this is the degree of legal crazy that we have descended to. The federal agency provides medically necessary gender-affirming care to transgender veterans, but not gender-affirming surgical interventions. We want sex change operations. We want the VA to do it because apparently there is this bumper crop of United States veterans out there who are like, you know what? <laughs> I got to tell you, I've always been trapped in the wrong body. I've got to fix it now. Let's go to the VA. That's where I want to go for it. What? There must be a lot of these people. Well, apparently they say there are. Let's get to the story. A group of states filed a friend of the court brief supporting a transgender veterans group. My Lord. that filed a federal lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs seeking... Gender confirmation surgery, sex change operations for 163 transgender veterans. Uh, do you believe that number? You guys fall in for that, that in our population of veterans, millions, that 163,000 of them right now are like, my gosh, I got to do this. I, I it's it's I've got to be me, police. Please. Stop wasting our time. The Transgender American Veterans Association lawsuit filed last week, month rather, seeks an order that the Department of Veterans Affairs act on the group's 2016 rulemaking petition for gender confirmation surgery. This is attorneys general from 18 states and D.C. saying, you know what? We're with this. It's so pervasive. We got all sorts of people. I did some math. You know, I hate when I have to do math. I really don't like to do math at four in the morning, but this made me angry. All right, so let's just see. They tell us that there are 160,000 transgender veterans right now who this could really help. Help them get their things lopped off, other things put on, whatever. We should do this. Taxpayers. We owe it to them. There are 5,228,800 U.S. veterans under the age of 55. Okay? 3.1%. 3.1% of our veterans, they say, want to have sex change operations. That number is higher than the 0.5% allegedly countrywide that identifies as transgender. Are you telling me that there is a a 620% increase? in the number of people in our United States military, the veterans who have served, right, who all of a sudden now have to have transgender surgeries, 620% higher than the number of transgender people as a country? Stop wasting our time. Stop bogging down the courts. And by the way, these attorneys general from all deeply blue states, have you not something better to do? Do you maybe want to talk about the economic prosperity of your communities? Maybe you'd like to talk about criminal justice reform. Maybe you want to talk about anything that is beneficial other than this, because this is not. I'm done, friends. I'm done. This ought not even be entertained. It should be laughed about. 163,000 really fascinating coming up ladies and gentlemen on the Wendy Bell radio program this is pretty big Donald Trump is now in a statistical tie with Joe Biden in a state a Republican has not won in more than 50 years and the left is freaking I got this story next don't go anywhere All right. <laughs> We're having too much fun here on the program, ladies and gentlemen. This is actually a really cool story. And, um, and I, you have to give credit to, to Donald Trump and his team because he had said a long time ago that the, the places that seem insurmountable, unwinnable for a conservative candidate for Donald Trump right now, California, New Jersey, uh, New York, right? All of these places. They're in play. Because I think enough people, like Keisha Effie from, from Boston, who we heard from earlier, they're waking up. They see it. Headline from Breitbart. Donald Trump puts Minnesota in play. He's in a statistical tie with Hunter's dad. <laughs> Specifically chosen that word. He said that in per- on purpose. Because it's not Joe Biden. Hunter's dad is more applicable. Former President Donald Trump, statistically tied with his fraudulency, Joe Biden, in Minnesota, the only state Ronald Reagan lost in his 1984 reelection campaign. That's crazy. A Survey USA poll of 1,594 likely voters has Biden earning just 42% support compared to Trump's 39 Other 9% and undecided 10% make up the rest of the field. Now, what's interesting is that the Bi- it's Biden who is singularly unpopular here. Among the same group of voters, US, Amy- U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar leads a generic Republican opponent by 16 points, 49 to 33. That's very interesting. However... Donald Trump doing much better than that. Poll taken between January 24th and 29th, margin of error 2.4%. In an exclusive interview with Breitbart News in December, Donald Trump had said he intended to campaign in a way that would expand the Republican map. One of the other things I'm going to do, he says, and I might be foolish for doing it, as I'm going to make a heavy play for New York, heavy play for New Jersey, heavy play for Virginia, heavy play for New Mexico, and... For a state that hasn't been won in years, Minnesota, no Republican presidential candidate has won Minnesota since then President Richard Nixon, humiliated Democrat George McGovern back in 1972. 52 years it has been. In 2020, Biden won allegedly in Minnesota by 7.2 points, 52.6 to 45 In 2016, Hillary Clinton barely won Minnesota by one and a half points. There's no question that with the right message and timing, Minnesota is totally in play. Since 2020, let's think about it. Things have only gotten worse in this country, especially in the blue states like Minnesota. And this is what I was alluding to throughout this entire program. And we talk about it every single day. You literally have to be asleep at the wheel or you have to have your clone trooper uniform on and you're in the cattle chute walking towards slaughter to not see with your own eyes. The Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, where, by the way, zero out of 2000 students could pass the reading proficiency test. Super job. Awesome work there. Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul dealing with urban blight. Unseen since the 1970s, a direct result of failed Democrat policies. The internals of this survey USA poll are pretty fascinating. Among 18 to 39-year-olds, Trump leads Hunter's dad <laughs> by seven points. Let me say that again. Among 18 to 34-year-olds, Trump leads Biden by seven points. Biden leads in the 35 to 49 age bracket by 10 points. Smokes Trump with those over the age of 65 by 14. What's going on with the young people? These are the people who are wrestling tampon machines off of the wall of a boys or men's bathroom. Stop it. Just freaking stop it. This is not the first poll showing Trump doing well with younger voters when the future belongs to you, of course. And you see Joe Biden deliberately destroying that future with gender insanity, invasion of illegal aliens, soul crushing housing and food and energy costs. Trump's mean tweets don't look that bad. There's also cultural backlash. Like we experienced in the 1970s, a very healthy backlash against the self-important 60s. This pompous, self-serious, stuffy, and all-around hideous, woke DEI, racialist, activist era we've all suffered through since about 2015, super reminiscent of the 1960s. Other than the righteous civil rights movement, the 60s were kind of a joke. Doesn't it feel this way too? Young people, young people in Minnesota. That has got to be terrifying. How delicious. I know. You're welcome. All right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell radio program, did you guys hear of the new PBS documentary about the January 6th committee high school musical performance on primetime? Okay, this is going to make you mad, so we might have to bust out some Metallica's bumper music. Don't go anywhere. You're tiled into the Wendy Bell radio program. You know, I think at a very base level, we all can be very common sense about January 6th. I get that a lot of people don't have the information that we talk about on this program. But that's not an excuse for not being a critical thinker. And I'm so deeply disappointed and now done with the Democrats, the liberals, progressive, socialist, communist, Marxists of suck, who have their head in the sand and believe every single ladle of propaganda that gets thrust down their throat by the media. Because it's one thing to lie And for the lie to not really have consequences, it's another thing when that lie is scripted, pre-planned, professionally produced, and disseminated every single day, and human beings are, are sent away, ostensibly to be forgotten. And they are beaten. They are neglected. They have been frozen in that DC gulag. There are bugs, sanitation issues. Sounds an awful lot like that migrant facility in Chicago. There are consequences, and there are human beings who should not be in prison who should not spend 23 hours a day in a box by themselves. And the depravity and the disregard for life on the left, under the guise of insurrection, when jack wagons like Justin Jones from Tennessee allege that he will not lead the legislature in the Pledge of Allegiance because he can't manage to stand with Republicans because they support Donald Trump who sparked an insurrection. I'm sick. There is a mental disorder out there. And it's not enough that we should ask that these people be helped because the collateral damage is real. And every time I think about this, I think about Matthew Perna. Who ought not be dead. So, this January 6th committee, the musical production they put out with the wind machines and the lights and the teleprompter, and the, the producer, the guy who used to be in charge of the news division at ABC, hired to propagandize, to sell a bogus story, a setup. With undercover operatives inside and outside the Capitol to entrap, ensnare, indict, throw away, discard, ruin the lives of hundreds of people. Makes me so mad. But now kind of ho-hum, PBS coming out with this great documentary. I don't even know what it's called and I don't care. i got my hands on about two minutes of it and it was enough for me to say, y'all need to hear this. Because they're saying it out loud. They knew they were trying to pull over a fast one on the American people. And they also knew, and this is Congress, those nine people on the committee, they knew that they're lousy, lousy communicators, even worse storytellers, and terrible at spinning a yarn of suck of this magnitude. So they had to bring people in to do it. New documentaries sort of kind of, you know, oh, with that voice, that voice of God who's walking you through it. Adam Kinzinger, you're going to hear his voice. Benny Thompson and some other people who suck. So if you ever for one minute thought January 6th committee nonsense was anything other than show, you're wrong. And perhaps this will change your mind. And I'm going to give you quickly a little blurb about it. Here we go. PBS documentary, January 6th committee was created as propaganda miniseries. Whew. A PBS documentary released this week shows the January 6th committee used James Goldston, the former president of ABC News, to create a quote miniseries whose primary purpose was to create primetime propaganda that would reach the american people the committee was of course derided by critics as a show trial because then speaker of the house nancy pelosi rejected the nominations of republicans for the first time in american history to a committee it's not like we didn't smell this from go so here are five audio sound bites. we just break this down for you i I want you to hear it and i do want to share a little of my ire with you today because you should feel it too benny thompson and his committee uh we're going to understand here had a lot of information of course they did they interviewed dozens and dozens of witnesses and then of course destroyed all of those tapes when it came time for donald trump to defend himself curious how that works Here's audio soundbite number one. You're going to hear Adam Kinzinger's voice. He's going to say, we had all this information. We just needed the right mechanism to get it out there. Adam, you shameful dirtbag. Shameful. Go.
0: Thompson's committee had gathered a trove of information. The challenge, what to do with it. The one thing that we knew was the information that we have is compelling. The thing we needed to do was tell that to the American people in a compelling way. So that's why we brought in a former president of ABC News.
1: You don't need spin, smoke and mirrors, with truth. Period. And so this producer, this guy from ABC News, the president of ABC News, former James Goldston, you're gonna hear his voice. He's gonna come in and they all are kind of like they've just gotten the Emmy. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, they, you know, they're super smart, but they're not really good storytellers. So they brought me in so I could help them lie to all of you. Go.
0: Yeah, I got a call pretty much out of the blue. Um, from the January sixth committee, they wanted they wanted a storyteller, and while they were brilliant, they were brilliant lawyers. Storytelling for a mass audience is not what they do. To bring in a guy like this who would think outside the box really did prove to be fruitful, and it was Goldston who really began to envision this as, in a way, a kind of mini series that there would be, you know, sort of nine episodes, and that these episodes would tackle particular themes,
1: all themes that we invented that we used paid-for Capitol Police officers who later all got book deals and are all now New York Times bestselling authors. It's so weird how that works. We brought in people like Cassidy Hutchinson to lie about Donald Trump, seeing Donald Trump lunging for the steering wheel. I've got to get to the Capitol! And then quietly, weeks later, after that testimony under oath, going in a back door to amend it and change that lying with impunity selling a story of suck smoke mirrors and all of it with a complicit and eager mainstream media that blew it up to be something amazing listen Attack on the Capitol, the investigation. The first hearing was primetime television.
0: As the nation is about to witness a defining moment, the first hearing before the country, the results of the January 6th investigation.
1: This is an extraordinary moment in American history. No, it's not. When it came to
0: that first hearing, we knew how high the stakes were.
1: Is about to hold its first primetime hearing.
0: We were either gonna, you know, make people realize that this was important you know or once once you've lost them you've you've lost them for good
1: what are you even talking about do you you guys hear how gross that is and how happy the media are to do something we long ago forgot how to do our jobs we're so terrible at our jobs that we need something ah we've got this we can suck on this for a while and then came the nerves. Oh no, the tick down to the last second before we went live. <gasps> Everybody on the, on the edge of their seats. Ew, go.
0: On the evening of June 9th, 8.01 p.m., the doors opened. My heart was beating pretty fast on June 9th. And it, it was a real question uh, of is this gonna work or not?
1: Is this going to work or not? Are we going to be able to calm the American people? Because what we really want to do is fleece Donald Trump to the last second. We want to destroy him. We want to make him unelectable. We want to embarrass him in front of his base. We will demonize everybody called MAGA and we will sell this story. Everybody ready? And they're all like, yes, let's do it. We've got serious, serious mental issues in this country, ladies and gentlemen. Because while these losers were doing that, you and I were working, right? Paying our bills. Doing what we're supposed to do. We paid for this. $18 million of our freaking money and they're gloating, giving you the big middle finger. And finally, here we go, Goldston, counting down, we were counting down to the blessed moment, oh my! Listen. All right, everybody, here we go. Five on the line, please.
0: I'm in this tiny control room right up the stairs from Cannon Caucus. And we count down to to the start of the hearing. And at that point, (sighs) What can you do?
1: Be a dirtbag? Three,
0: two, one. The select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol will be in order. Without objection. We wanted to make sure that this was a presentation that would grab the audience and hold on to them. Chairman Thompson loved to say it's got to pop.
1: They treated it like it was a space shuttle launch. Three, two, one, blasters! Except it was just a giant lie with fake evidence. And people inside the Capitol and outside whose job was to stir up violence and trap people who love America. And those folks who you just heard from are giddy about it. You feeling the F you? Quick timeout. When we come back, reversing course away from crazy. What Volvo is doing that caught my attention. Coming up next. So, we talk a lot about these ridiculous ideas. Everything that the left comes up with is is just patently idiotic and is predicated on common sense people losing their ability to be rational and then going off the progressive cliff with these preposterous measures. Whether it's anything in the LGBTQ superiority files where we all have to change normal ways of behavior to accommodate dudes in women's sports or what have you. It's totally idiotic. It takes a kid ripping a tampon machine off of the, the men's bathroom wall to send the message. Stop it. Stop it. But I like this one in particular because Volvo has done this amazing job. They are stepping away from the EV Volvo side of the business that they were heavily invested in. It was a pretty big deal, too. Volvo says, you know what? I'm going to bet ba- we're going to back away from this nonsense. Do you know what happened? Stock shares went up 20 percent, 20 percent, ladies and gentlemen, after Volvo announced uh, we're not doing this crazy anymore. We don't want to be a part of it. It's not working. 20 percent. That's what can happen. When reality comes through, nobody wants these stupid vehicles. And I just saw an article, by the way, in my email. I wonder if I can pull it up in time. Talking about the ridiculousness of these electric vehicles in accidents. That the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is saying. These vehicles, which are so much heavier... Because of this stupid battery, which costs like $10,000 or more if you need a new one, makes the machine so heavy that they are like missiles on the road. You're going to see a total splintering of the automotive industry. What was it, Hertz? Hertz? Who just said you know what we're not going to get into this ev thing anymore we want a third of our contract our commitment to put ev vehicles in our rental car lineup we want gasoline powered cars well why would you want that well they're less expensive to run they're more reliable right people know how to fix them when they go when they break and they don't lose a charge do we not see what's going on with all of this I do believe that there is a swing. But it frustrates me that there are not enough common sense people at the beginning of crazy ideas to stop them before it becomes full blown. Anybody paying attention to the whole climate agenda knows there is no consensus that it's a manipulated global cabal of suck to use a danger. Oh, no. We're ruining the planet to create an existential threat to all of us that forces us to do something that's stupid, that's not only cost prohibitive, but it also slowly steals yet another one of our freedoms. And I remember thinking to myself, isn't this just... Isn't this a ploy to get all of us on a grid for whom there is a universal controller? Because who's the person who decided any of this stuff? Were you ever asked? I wasn't. I wasn't ever solicited. My opinion was never asked. And then these companies go hook, line, and sinker. Because Larry Fink from freaking BlackRock says this is what we're going to do. Hey, Larry, suck it. We didn't sign up for this. We want our good old-fashioned gasoline. Our truckers want it. Our farmers want it. And by the way, if you want to see it come to a climax, go to Brussels right now. Have you guys been following this, this farmer protest? Protesting against the crippling taxes and squeeze play on agriculture all across Europe? But specifically in France, also in Germany, they're firing now rubber bullets and water cannons at the protesting farmers. It looks like the makings of civil war. These people don't care who gets hurt. They have one item on the agenda. And that is control. Food supply, electricity, transportation, digital dollars, and these unelected globalist hacks with the United Nations and the World Health Organization. And, of course, the minions below Klaus, sorry, Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Who to try to tell all of us what's coming next? Volvo said, "I'm not doing it anymore," and immediately the markets responded by giving them a twenty percent boost in share value. Now, my question to all of the people out there, the leftists and the people on the right who go along with it because they've been blackmailed into it—you see the writing on the wall, right? Because Minnesota is not just an anomaly. That Donald Trump is now tied statistically with a Democrat, even if it is Joe Biden, in a state that the Republicans have not won in 52 years. Is just greasing the skids of what's to come. And they know it. And that is scary. When we come back, our number three of the Wendy Bell radio program, I want to talk to you and John Guandolo. He is our national security expert. He notices things going on. He's up there at the 30,000 feet with us, that mark. And he sees some things going on. He sees something specific about those five migrants who jumped those two New York Police Department officers. He's going to give you that ground level view next. And I think it's very important. Again, underscoring the idea. Crazy only stops when we stop it at the local level. Stay tuned. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program on deck next.